0: All right, we have a fun episode of Side Retired, the MLB podcast coming at you guys today. Ryan Kostu of the Los Angeles Angels organization will be joining us today. So let's hit the intro music and Harry, we will get right into this. Alrighty, welcome back to this edition of Side Retired, the MLB podcast. It is Dylan and Harry, as always, and today, a great episode for you guys. Continue our theme of trying to get diverse perspectives in the baseball industry on each and every week with you guys. We are joined by Los Angeles Angels pitcher Ryan costu and Harry, before we introduce our guest, how are you doing
1: today? I'm doing well, a bit of a hectic day here on the IU Bloomington campus, but you know, all things aside, ha- having a great day
0: righty, sounds good. So obviously the star of today, Ryan, how are you doing today?
2: I'm good, man. No complaints. Sounds
0: great. So obviously we'll be getting into Ryan's time with the Angels as well as his unique college experience. So we'll first start off with your 2021 season, which I believe is completed. You reached high A with the Angels organization, a lot of starts, a lot of relief appearances. So in general, how was your year? How would you describe it? I mean, you obviously pitched really well. So in general, your thoughts on
2: the year? Um, a lot of learning is how I would uh, sum up the year. Uh, started pretty hot, um, was pretty much out of the bullpen, got an opportunity to start, um, struggled a little bit, um, had some good starts, had some not-so-good starts, um, but but overall learned a lot. Um, and I think that that's the the main goal for somebody like me in a, in a minor league season is just to learn as much as I can as quickly as I can. Um, You know, one of the big things that ended up learning was just some, some health and some durability things. Um, 140 games is a lot longer than you've (laughs) ever played before until you're in the middle of it. Um, And so I I dealt with some health, health stuff at the end, just trying to keep my body in shape um, and keep my body in one piece a little bit, but um, minor stuff, nothing we can't handle. Um, so looking, uh, looking for a a strong, healthy off season to go into next year and, um, dominate next year.
0: Awesome. Sounds good. Then obviously I'll throw a couple of the statistics just so our listeners can know them. It was a 3.42 ERA this year in high a over 16 appearances, 10 starts and roughly 70 innings. So a definitely a great season, both statistics wise, as well as probably from the eye test feeling good and obviously, uh, trying to get
1: healthy there, Harry, you got something yeah, so you talked a lot about transitioning this year and, and really kind of learning a lot. So back at Arkansas in your junior year, you didn't make any starts. or you know, I believe you made 26 appearances. All of them came out of the bullpen. How was that transition going from being a reliever to a starter in the minor league? Uh,
2: well, so I started in junior college um, before I got to the University of Arkansas. Um, so starting wasn't foreign, but it was certainly something I hadn't done at a super high level. Um, and it wasn't something I had done in two, almost two and a half years. Um, so it wasn't like learning to ride a bike for the first time. It was like getting on a bike after not riding one for a while. Um, but it's, it's really not a whole lot different. I I will say the one thing that I liked, um, starting and going to the bullpen, then going back to starting is you. After some time in the bullpen, you lose that, like, superstition routine feeling. Obviously, everybody's got their routines, but I know guys that start that, like, they start warming up two and a half hours before the game because I, you know, have to hit every single stretch and every single mobility (laughs) exercise and everything to get myself ready to go the one day a week. And, like, after being in the bullpen, when you are able to get yourself going three, four times in a week, when you're... Arm feels like it wants to fall off your body and hit the floor, and you just find a way to get yourself ready to compete. It, it, you get yourself in a position where it's like, eh, I don't feel great today, but we'll be fine. We'll go compete. It's, it's not a big deal.
0: So now, uh, we do have to ask since you did just mention, do you have a pregame meal, a pregame playlist, anything that you're a little superstitious about?
2: No. So, I, so I, I used to be that guy. I used to be, it was the same playlist in the same order started at the same time, took the headphones out at the same time. Um, and it gets, you can overthink it a little bit and you can get into modes where like, Oh, you know, the playlist worked better today than it did last week because I pitched well. No, it's you just pitched well. you didn't <laughs> it has nothing to do with the music you listened to before the game. At least that's my thought. Um, so I, I would say it's just more about like, kind of the vibe i put myself in some days i need a little extra pump some days it's just kind of like we feel good we're ready to go let's you know kind of get in. i think the the thing i rely on for like music more than anything before the game is just a little bit of rhythm mm-hmm. um, get yourself going get yourself kind of moving around before before we get out there um i have never been an eater before <laughs> games i struggle to eat all day on game day um the night games are a little bit better cause I can wake up and if I can get myself a really big, heavy breakfast, um, it usually does me better throughout the day, but yeah, I mean, I'll have, I'll have starts where I don't eat anything four or five hours before the game. Just I can't. So it's smoothies, applesauce, like
1: basically anything I can drink, um, becomes easier to keep down. Yeah. And, and you mentioned it a little uh, earlier, but you know, as some of, the listeners may know that you didn't just go to Arkansas. You did start out at Juco and at Sacramento city college. And then after I believe your sophomore year, you transferred uh, into one of the best schools in the SEC. Can you walk through how that process was like? And, you know, maybe if COVID kind of impacted that at all. 100%.
2: Uh, COVID became, became a development time. Um, I, I went to junior college because I was not a great backup I was not a super talented player out of high school it was like 83 to 85 miles an hour in high school um, had really good numbers but you know wasn't wasn't blowing anybody away by any means with anything um, went to junior college developed got bigger got faster got stronger started throwing hard um, started to like learn how to pitch at an elite level and had Had COVID not happened, had the junior college season continued, I don't know that I would have ended up at Arkansas. Um, I will tell you by personal choice, I never wanted to – pro ball was always the goal. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, I'm super grateful for my time at at Arkansas, and and I loved the experience, loved the teams, um, loved the teammates. We won a ton, so that was a blast. But the goal has always been pro ball since I got to college um so had had that season continued had I continued on the track that I was on I wouldn't have been surprised if I would have signed at a junior college Mm -hmm. but also looking back that would have been the worst thing ever because I learned so much at Arkansas learned so much about like the business of baseball and how cutthroat this thing really is um and I just hadn't I hadn't pitched against insane talent yet you know guys that hit in the three, four hole in the SEC are are first round picks and you're, yeah. you've got to face one every single weekend. Um, you you learn a lot and you get a lot better by doing that. So I definitely think my my time at Arkansas was crucial to my
1: development. And at what point do you think that it finally hit you that, you know, Hey, I am going to go pro. Like at what age? Cause sometimes, you know, some prodigies know that from very young, a lot of people don't really know that until they're in you know, the prime of their best season. Um, At what point did you really say that, Hey, this dream is going to become a reality.
2: I mean, you never know. It's, it's going to become a reality until it actually happens. Um, The, the age I had an idea that it was like a possibility of like, okay, this might be a, this, maybe this isn't such a pipe dream anymore. This is like actually like doable. 19. It would have been my sophomore year of junior college. Um, That was the first time it was like, Oh, the ball's coming out. I'm blowing dudes away. I like actually have an opportunity to do this thing and get paid to do it.
0: Sounds great. And then obviously we were talking with Ryan Costume of the Angels organization. Another thing that's obviously important is probably that transition from college and pitching at Arkansas, which definitely is a very tough competition, as you mentioned, those three, four hitters. But then that transition from pitching there to then actually in pro ball in single A. So what was sort of the difference in levels? I know obviously the hitters do have wooden bats once you get to the minor leagues, but probably are the lineups more difficult? Are they harder? What's the transition? Do you have to pitch guys differently? Sort of that whole... Uh, process right there
2: yeah i mean i think if you compare college baseball to pro ball um it's a little bit less team atmosphere you're not gonna get you're you're less likely to run into teams that have an overall team approach you're gonna just get guys that are going up there with their best stuff yeah um both on the mound and both in the box. You know, guys trying to throw hard, get nasty stuff by you, and guys that are just trying to swing for the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, In college, there's a little bit more strategy to it in terms of one through nine. But at the SEC level, you – I would say at the SEC level, you got to worry about damage hitters one through six. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's that's a pretty – at least at this level, I would say that's a pretty similar um, – a similar thing. I think compared to, to guys that went to other schools, the
1: transition was smaller for me. And can you walk us through what that draft process was like from going and, and deciding, Hey, that I want to go to the MLB and and actually getting drafted by the angels in the seventh round. And then from there, kind of becoming a professional minor league baseball player. Yeah. Um,
2: no, I'd had some draft interest in junior college, um that's kind of where where it started and then transferred to Arkansas had a decent fall kind of kind of inconsistent but the stuff was there um and then and then honestly once it once it became springtime you kind of at the college level and they they did a really good job of it of like Hey, that stuff will take care of itself. Like, if you focus here, if you pitch well for us. If we win games. Like, that stuff will take care of itself. The guys that are supposed to get drafted will get drafted. Um, so it almost became a focus on it less, mm-hmm. um, and then played this season. And then obviously we had that lost in the super regionals, and there was like a two week period of like, okay, now we got to think about business a little bit, um, and that's where you know you talk to agents, you talk to scouts, you talk to scouting directors and it's lots of phone calls, lots of meetings, lots of, um, Hey, this is what we think. And then draft day comes and it pretty much goes all out the water. Um, you know, the two or three teams that I thought I had the best shot to go to that I, I talked to the most that were hearing, you know, these guys love me ghost town. Don't hear a word. Um, you know, I did not talk. The first phone call, any information, anything that I had at the Angels um, was after I was picked. Um, so it's 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 weird. Um, yeah. It's it's unexpected, and I think I think that's more the case for guys like me who are in that kind of five to five to ten range. You know, your your first rounders know where they're going. Yeah. Um, those guys are making deals 24, 48 hours before. Um, obviously, everybody's still waiting for the pick, but yeah, it's a little, it's a little more hectic, a little more um, on the fly than you think.
1: What do you think your plan for the offseason is going to be? Are you planning on playing in a fall league, or are you just going to do some personal training by yourself? What What do you think, or do you not know? Yeah,
2: um, yeah, I am. As of right now, I'm slated to train with a group here in Arizona. Uh, it's a group called Four App Sports. Um, Pretty private little group of guys, everything from I'm sure we'll have big leaguers in the door to guys like me who are just finished their first full season and trying to get every advantage we can. Um, You know, my main focus is going to be on some patterning cleanup, um, just, you know, efficiency with the body and efficiency with movements is always going to be super important, especially over a long season. Um, and then in the talks um, with potentially adding a fourth pitch, um, I've been pretty much fastball change up curveball. I um, the, the organization and both, you know the people that I talk to and work with on my own kind of agree that some sort of slider cutter and off the curveball's pretty pretty vertical, pretty 12 six mm-hmm. right now. Um, and the the name of the game is going to harder breaking balls away from righties. You know, every dude that you like watching pitch probably throws a banger slider right now, um, and so it's transitioning into just another weapon, um, another another tool, another pitch to get guys out with. Um, so that'll come November December when we really get going uh, on the throwing side of things. Uh, um, that'll be the main focus, and then in the weight room, just, it's kind of a correct everything that happened in the season in terms of like rebalance the body out and then try to get strong again and and get more powerful and um, hopefully be physically in better shape to start next year than I was a year ago.
0: Awesome. Sounds good. And then obviously now to wrap up, we're going to throw, they are going to be tangentially related to baseball, but they're going to be some fun questions just to get our audience to get to know your personality a little bit better so for example who's the toughest hitter you've ever faced it could be college it could be pro ball or anyone that sticks out in your mind that, that was a tough at
2: bat and then do you remember what they actually did? Um, toughest toughest at bat um one single game casey schmidt he's a third baseman in the giants organization i think he's in double a now two home runs and a double off the wall in one game
1: <laughs> on three different pitches. I was just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What pitcher could be pro could be current could be passed. Do you say that you emulate your game the most off of?
2: Mm, that's tough. Um, Cause there's physical
1: and then there's like
2: the mental like vibe of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say if you had to put like a pro comp on me, the one I get a lot is David Robertson, mm-hmm. uh, long reliever for the Yankees, Phillies. Uh, I think he was with, I know he was in Tampa Bay last year. I don't know where he's pitched this year. Mm-hmm. Um, similar build, similar kind of pitch profile with an SEC guy. Um, in terms of like guys that I look at, I look up to, um, you know, obviously Spencer Strider is doing some really cool stuff right now. Um, Dylan Cease, I've been a huge fan of for the last couple of seasons, even prior to the stuff that he's done this year. Um, William Hendricks is super, super fun to watch. Um, I mean, just short white dude throwing fireballs and just (laughs) screaming at people like it's, it's, it's electric to watch. Um, so I would say that's kind of my, my main crew right now
0: like it. And then obviously you're a member of the angels organization, who is of course famous for having Shohei Otani. So if we gave you a baseball set bat and said, go hit some major league pitching, do you think you could get a single hit or what would your average be against some big league
2: pitchers right now? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. I have been a, I have been a pitcher only since my freshman year of high school um, do I have the athletic ability to pick up a bat and swing it and like make it look good? Yeah. But the last time I saw a competitive fastball, it was probably 75 miles an hour. So, No, no, thank you.
1: And then lastly, intro songs have been very, very popular as of late. If you had to have one as you're coming in as a potential closer and, you know, under the night lights, what song would you go with? I've had a I've had a lot of different vibes
2: um, over the years. <laughs> Everything from Rob Zombie to Rihanna. <laughs> um, I'll just I'll go with this. My my warm up song this year and um, high was uh, a song called "Fuss and Fight" by Co Wetzel.
0: Like it. righty. Well, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. We definitely appreciate all the fun, all the laughs, and all the insights. And we wish you nothing but the success. And we're looking forward to seeing you continue to develop and grow in the angels organization we are definitely looking forward to seeing the flames light up when you're coming in in the ninth inning at angel stadium trying to look for a big time save down the line in the future so harry unless there's anything else you want to throw in here i'm getting shaking I'm good. heads ryan yeah. thank you so much for joining us we definitely appreciate all the time today. absolutely guys
2: thank you all
0: right. Great news. Side Retired is now partnered with SeatGeek. For all ticketing needs, go to SeatGeek.com and use promo code SIDERETIREDPOD in all capitals for $20 off your first order. We've got you covered from all things ranging from sporting events to concerts, including the Los Angeles Angels, Los Angeles Dodgers, and Big Time Rush. Yes, this means we're officially taking you out to the ballgame. And now for the rest of today's edition of Side Retired podcast. Well, that was a great episode, Harry. We just talked a lot of baseball, learning all about the insides of Ryan Costew's career, from college to the Angels organization to a couple of fun rapid fire questions there at the very end. Anything you want to throw in?
1: Nothing. I had a great time. Hopefully, we can see Ryan Costew in the the bigs one day. And I just had a great day overall.
0: Sounds great. So make sure to check out the Side Retired Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for other great content. Episode below this one has an interview with Cubs prospect Matt Mervis, who's hit 35 homers this year for the Cubs minor league, as well as a fun interview coming out later this week. So make sure to subscribe and you'll get notified when that comes out in a couple of days. So for Dylan, Jack, James and Harry, until the next time, the side is retired.